What up, everybody? It's Nate with Shrewave, and welcome to the Short Series Podcast. This is the Season 5 premiere, Episode 1, and today I'm with a very, very talented um, individual from Dallas, Texas. Um, he runs a brand called Colored But Entitled. Um, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate your time. Um, I'm really excited to dive into this. Um, Dallas has been... Um, I've actually had uh, really, really good connections out there. So when you reached out to me, man, I was like, hell yeah, more Dallas people, let's go. Definitely, for sure, man. How many, how many people have you checked out in Dallas? Um, well, there's there's a there's a brand, uh, Muzizi. Muzi- I'm, I'm, I may not be saying it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that dude's a homie. Um, and then uh, there's uh, English Sportswear. Um, those, Definitely. Yeah, those guys are homies as well. So like, um, those have been like two brands and there's some a uh, couple of photographers that I follow that we talk about or I talk with a lot okay. and um, anyway man I, I really appreciate um, you stepping on here and uh, being my episode one of season five man hey, I'm excited man let's dive into your life man um, I know um, so let me get this straight are you from Nigeria are you is that right yeah so to simplify uh, first I didn't let me even take my name so uh, first name Oluwale, uh, short for Wale. Um, both of my parents are Nigerian. I was born in the city of Chicago. Okay. Um, I was and then I moved to Nigeria from 2003 to 2010, and then I uh, came back. Um, been in Dallas for nine years now. So yeah, oh, yeah man. I can feel you, dude. Uh, what's crazy about that is I spent a good four years in South Africa. Um, I've been back really? to the States for about two and a half years, almost three now, but man, it's, a, it's a cultural difference, bro. Man, <laughs> speak the truth. Um, I miss that country, man, daily just because of the community and culture that I was, um, so humbled to be a part of has been growing immensely yeah. and that's in the coffee and then also in fashion, man, like, um, just seeing homies really just blow up has been like the most rewarding thing because like. I was at some of their first pop-ups, buying their first clothes, you know what I'm saying? So, um, anyway, I can I can feel you on that, man. Um, let's talk a little bit more about you, man. Um, so, the starting of Colored But Entitled. Um, we can get into the name definition later, but I just kind of want to know a backstory of you. How, how did you get involved with fashion? Um, did anything inspire you? How did that all happen for you, man? Man, to be honest with you, like, fashion was something I always liked. You know, like, growing up, not really, you know, having the best funds or, you know, best outreach or outlook on fashion itself, mm. it was um, it was something I kind of jumped the gun on, you know. It was something I was like, man, like, I know what I like. I couldn't afford it at the time, so I think I'm just going to go ahead and uh, make it, you know. That's literally how it all started to me, but I didn't know where exactly I'd want to start with it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that's what it was. So did you, were you, um, did you go to college for anything, or? Man, I, I, so I did go to college for a little bit. I went, I went for a lot, um, roughly about a year and a half. Okay. And it was, it was something that I really, like, struggled with, you know, like, the whole learning concept of, you know, just the way the system is, to me, I wasn't, I wasn't really in tune 
with that learning process yeah. per se. So yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really like it was a challenge, yeah. but it was a challenge that I didn't see myself continuing because I didn't see, I didn't feel like I would go through these four years and I would do something that I would love. You know, so I, I went, to, I was going to school for business. Yeah. You know, and I thought to myself, I was like, man, like, you know, like, I feel like I can do this without school. You know, I feel like I can get to a higher echelon as to where I want to be with, you know, with fashion, with getting into real estate later on in life and other stuff without having to ever step foot in school. And that's the challenge that I'm living right now is doing that without going through the actual education system. Yeah, no, I feel that, man. It's crazy. I I remember my after my first year of college, or after I graduated, so the first year out of college, geez, um, I learned more in that year than I did in those like five years in, in school, which, which was it's, unreal. It's crazy. It's crazy how life is. Man. Yeah. Like, and I, they, I think, they tell you when you, sorry, they tell you when you get into the real world, like, it's like night and day compared to school and being in that environment. It yeah. really is, bro. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny, like, talking to people that are in college right now, because I'm like, because I work at the Kansas City Art Institute, so um, I'm right. around, I'm around everything, and which is awesome because that's my creative feel there for sure. But like seeing them, like I've been there for three years now, so with the sophomores become you know seniors or have graduated, you know I've seen people really like grow up, but like it's it's just a struggle knowing that they have to pay back one hundred fifty thousand dollars for a four year degree, and it's just like. There's no preparation mentally, physically, emotionally, anything leaving this place. It's just all individual, like, ego-building shit, man. Like, it's it's treacherous. And it's, it's, it's crazy, bro. Like, this is my belief, right? Yeah. Like, with the system on education itself, I'm like, I respect people that go for, like, anything in the science field, whether it be, like, a nurse, a doctor. You like my son, my mom is my mom's a nurse. My sister's going with my sister. My sister's actually about to get into nursing school. Hell you yeah. know things of that nature, like engineers. You know yeah. teachers. Like I, I respect that. You right. know, but when it comes to like you're going to school for business, it was something that captivated me again. He said he's like, why are you going to school for business? Like this is something you're gonna literally do. You're gonna business is like trial and error. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. And Denzel Washington said it best. He said if you're gonna fail, fail big. Word. You know, in business, yeah. you get, you're you literally going to have a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And the further you get in life, the bigger your fall is. So why yeah. not just take that leap? Yeah, for sure. 100%, man. And that's crazy because, like, I, w- I want to go into um, your leap into the to the brand that you created. And I, I want to know a little bit of the origin of the story, just where you came up with the name. I mean, I, I love the point that it says, you know, on, on Instagram, our brand is about equality for any race, religion, and sexual orientation. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so basically, just a little backstory on it, um, to, uh, just kind of simplify it. Um, after getting back from Nigeria in 2010 and all through my years of high school, there was this like cultural disconnect that I had with people. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people were talking about like, you know, the Tupac movies and this cartoon, that cartoon, and on this song, I was like literally taken away from, you know, the 21st century in America yeah. and thrown into another country. So when I got back, man, like, you know, and it's just, I was like, I was like bullied in a sense, you know, not really physical, but more on the mental side. You know, I, I'm African American, 
my skin was a lot, my skin pigmentation, my color was a lot darker. You see, like, it was like, I want to say, like, crusty or rusty, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, so with living with, with living in that environment within high school, I was just like, bro, like, I couldn't tolerate that. You know, I would see my own people bullying my, like, my own color and so on with other ethnicities. I'd just be like, yo, like, I can't we all just be one. You know, like, I felt like we all get more out of life by trying, by, by being, you know, being and sharing each other's thoughts and ideas and not picking on one another. Yeah. You know, with that, you know, with leaving, with leaving high school and then therefore just failing college and the whole nine yards, like, I, I therefore started figuring out what I would want to do long term. And, you know, their thing about color, but entitled, you know, because even to this day, I still feel like I'm culturally distant. Yeah. from a lot of people, yeah. mainly because of that gap between, you know, 2010. Like, I'm slowly catching up, trying to find what's in and everything, but that involves me, you know, going out to places, socializing, networking with people, right. you know, things that I was never really used to doing growing up, yeah. and I'm now having to do in order to grow the business and gain more awareness to the brand. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy, man, because... Um my first year in South Africa was like the toughest time. Like it was the longest year of my life. Reason being is because of the racial segregation that was going on there. I was just like, I mean, I was in America. I, I you know, the furthest place I went was Mexico and Canada, bro. Like I never been to Europe or anything, so I never really experienced any of that. But man, landing in like Johannesburg and then living in Kempton Park, which is just a suburb outside of Johannesburg, was like yeah. The biggest eye opener for me. I mean, people. I mean, like I saw, you know, white people speak down to people, and it was like for the first time I was like, "There is no fucking way I'm doing this. There's no way." I left my first job, man, because of that shit. I could not deal with it anymore, and I was just like, "I'm out. Like, this is not how you treat people at all." So then I got the opportunity to like train so many baristas over there and that became family and even and like i mean real shit man like when i'm in cape town like i did i only had like three white friends like they because they were just they were too artificial for me man and i could not find an equal like level agreement on anything so Coming back here, man, I feel you. Like, I see things that I still just go, Jesus. You know, like, I just don't know um, what to say sometimes or how to react because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I, for- I forget. I'm in America. That's right. That's how things are done here. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, bro. Like, it's just, it's the way, like, the world is, you know. Like, for me, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this was not to really, like, start a movement of some sort, you know, this was just more so to gain an eye-opener, like, bro, like, this brand is for everybody, like, you don't have to have money or anything of that nature to support this, you don't have to be tied to one specific movement, you can literally just rock this, you know, like, I don't, I don't plan to make this the next Supreme, the next Stussy, the next Nike, I'm just trying to really show awareness in every aspect, you know, like, hey, bro, like, we can bring dope merch for everybody yeah. and relate across the board, bro. Like, that's why, like, I'm putting the names out there, like, in bold letters, colored but entitled. You know, like, I'm putting it in big, bold letters for people to see, you know. I mean, I get questioned a lot about it, but <laughs> I feel like that's what any anything you're trying to start is almost controversial, you know. 
Right, right, and it's personal. Yeah. In a sense, you know what I mean? Because you got to be passionate about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. Like to be honest with you, like I'm, I'm gonna tell you what, something that's really crazy, right? So, you know, like a lot of people ask me, like, why color and why entitled? You know, I said, like, I said, look, the color part, it's simple. The entitled part is where you're gonna get thrown off. So, with the mm-hmm. word colored, the word colored has always been used to define African American. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell people, I'm like, yo, like at the end of the day, if you say white, brown, black, yellow, like that's all a color. So in my in my logical perspective of life, I feel like we're all colored in some aspect, you know, because that's all a color. Yeah. You know, when people say different races and ethnicities, right? And the entitled aspect, it's, it's really crazy because I feel like this world doesn't really owe you nothing. Like, you're not entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I believe that you have a right to show your crown. You know, yeah. you have a right to run this podcast. You have a right to speak your mind, yeah. you know, the whole nine yards. Like, you have a right to show your creative aspect. 100. But in reality, you're not entitled to it. Hmm. So it's a negative connotation within itself. Yeah. If you get what I'm going with this, you know. One hundred percent. And I mean, I, I think it ties what you put on the back of your shirt. You know, equality is not a concept; it's a necessity. Yeah. You know, like I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, I love the representation of uh the dove and um the rose. You know, that's um. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, very powerful. Um, designs, you know, pictures, you know, there's so many yeah. other words you could use for that. Yeah, like, so, like, with the dove, to me, it's either to symbolize a couple of things, like peace, love, hope, yeah. you know, like, those are things that it's like, you know, to be free in some aspect, like, that's why I came across with the word, like, the dove itself, and with the rose, like, it's it's a love symbol, so, like, if people don't want to use a heart, they can use a rose for some reason, like, some aspect, you know, it's like it symbolizes love, hmm. you know. So, like, those two things together freedom and love and hope and adversity it's like it all ties into those two images, you know. Like, you know, so it's like I constantly try to use that, you know, within a lot of my designs that I tend to create for the brand within itself, you know. So, I mean, I'm glad you really did it. see that, like, because a lot of people, like, man, like, when I think of a design, I show them my friends, like, yo, where's the dove? I'm like, for the longest, I never thought that people grasp onto that. You know, be like, yo, like, where's the dove? Where's the rope? I'm like, man, like, uh, like, I didn't want this to have that. But they're like, they're like, man, it doesn't, like, your brand doesn't have the same ring to it without those two elements within itself, you know, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it forms a beautiful picture, you know? Much appreciated, bro. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, well, what's been some of your um, inspirations um, leading up to the release? Or the relaunch of your brand? Oh man, like as far as the inspiration itself, man, it's it's more so like self motivation. Okay. You know, because like I've been so low key and insecure about just life the way I love just a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, and not really having a clique or ever having those group of friends that I always come to and, you know, get longer. You know, this was more so something to, to myself to to not really prove a point, but to bring myself from a closet out into the world. You know, like, that's really what it is, is that it's self-motivation to, to reach higher standards for myself, mm. you know, and to also inspire others to come out of the closet with, you know, with 
uh, with any issue that they may have, whether it's they're insecure about the way they look, they feel they don't want to come out of the closet of X, Y, Z. You know, it's like, hey, express who you are in whatever fashion, in whatever fashion aspect that's going to be best for you, whether it's going to be written and jotting stuff down, whether it's you, you know, ghostwriting into like Twitter and having nobody really know your identity. Like, yeah. express yourself in some aspect so that the world knows that you exist and then slowly try to have people see that image of who you really are, you know? Right. And, and I think um, it's, it's almost like a cure for me. You know, I think at times, like, if I wasn't doing Streetwave, what else would I be doing? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's something that I've devoted a lot of my time, a lot of my effort, and most importantly, tons and tons of energy. Um, so I feel that, man, for sure. What, um, how, how's, how's the Dallas scene down there, like, in streetwear and everything? Man, like, so I, I'm honestly just now getting out here in the Dallas scene. And the streetwear aspect, man, I feel like it's coming up, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm getting on a wave now that it's, like, like transitioning or trying to transition into, you know, trying to transition into, like, an L.A. feel or a New York feel. You know, but I feel like the the dress the the way people dress out here sometimes in some aspect can be so conservative. Like, there's not really a certain style, you know. And I feel like people like because everybody's like moving to Dallas now because it's like where it's at for like cost of living and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are bringing styles from all over, like New York and everything. You know, like I had a uh, I I was listening to your, one of your podcasts from uh, I forgot who you were talking to um, uh, the dude that went to Con about how he went to um, about how you guys went to Chicago and it was a whole different feel from like the LA scene with Complex Con and everything like that. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like they're trying to like, with Dallas, I feel like we're trying to hop on a wave to in a sense have our own identity of fashion, you know, because we're still a growing city. Right. And I couldn't, I could only, so this was about, I just got back, it was probably after my first, or less than half of my first year that I was here, but um, I was down in Dallas to see um, causes exhibit. He has an exhibit at the Modern in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, at their Modern uh-huh. Museum. It was really, really cool. But um, anyway, with that said, I-, I was in Dallas and I was trying to look for like a streetwear store, and I could only find one that was like downtown. And this was like two years ago. And then, like I like you said, um, I ran into two uh, homies at Compass Con in Chicago that are from Dallas, and they're like, "Man, it's blowing up." Yeah. Which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, like I think that. it's because when I hear about like fashionable things, it's like Austin because of the hipster scene. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm bro, gonna... like for sure. Like sorry to interrupt, man, but like Austin, from what I've heard and what I've seen, is like it's where it's at for fashion. Like it's like a hidden. It's like a city that has a whole bunch of fashionistas and listas. Like it's just it's like just hidden within itself. You know, everybody's like, yo, go there, go there, go there. And since we're on the topic of Austin, bro, like, I just, I just booked, like, my first thing to South by Southwest just the other week, you know, just to really gain that exposure come next year. So it's like, that's like something I'm excited for to see how it's going to turn out and everything, man. Bro, I'm trying to get down there for that. For sure. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, if you Mm -hmm. are down for it, like I'm literally, like I'm, I'm literally gathering some people right now to book a spot, 
and I think if you can figure, I'm gonna figure out how tickets are gonna work for individuals and everything. But what? I for sure like I'm booking like a five bedroom, five bath spot to be able to gather a multiracial group and us head down there support the brand. And if you want to support any aspect and you want to come do your own thing for sure, yo, like I would be honored. I would definitely love for you to come through and like to yeah. with my team and yeah. try to rock some stuff out and do some do a couple interviews and just let's both enjoy the city of Austin and South by Southwest together, bro. Yeah, bro, that would be uh, that'd be a dream come true. I'm trying to get to some more events too. Like, I'm in Complex Con next month, which is insane for me because it seems like I was just there in Chicago. Which, by the way, when I was in Chicago, it was like my first time there for six days. I absolutely love that city. It's incredible. Um, but I'm trying to go to Art Basel in Miami in December. Have you heard of Art Basel? Or Basil or something like that? No, I haven't. No, I haven't looked at it out. It's a a pop-up hype, uh, really into, like, pop art, modern art that's, like, really popping right now. Like, uh, and they do graffiti. It's, like, for, I think, like, almost the whole month of December. I could be wrong, but uh, I'm trying to go down there just to make some more connections. And I, I would love to bring a friend that does graffiti to go down there and, like, try to do a piece down there would be, like, dope. But, um, yeah. Uh, Southwest would be insane, man. I know that, um, like, in their um, apparel garment section is getting bigger, like pop ups all the time. So it'd be it'd be really cool. We must, we gotta look into that, bro, for sure. Well, for sure. Like when I was looking at the details on email news, he was like, yeah, he was like, expect forty two thousand people plus. So like where I'm based at, like where I'm gonna be based at, it's called the marketplace, right? Where you have all the fashion apparel, all that good stuff, right? So you're literally gonna have a bunch of eyes coming up to your brand and checking it out and everything like that. And I'm just like, yo, like that's huge. Like I'm going to these small little shops out here and trying to, you know, have like maybe ten people come up to my booth and everything and trying to see what's up with it. But to potentially have Forty-two thousand eyes. Just even even if it's five percent of that, look at my brand and possibly buy and you know rock the merch. That will still be a huge thing, like a huge success. You know, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent. Man, what an opportunity. What um what yeah, else? Bro. So let's talk about. I want to dive into um your relaunch that's happening this Saturday. Yes, sir. So well, well, um, let's talk talk a little bit about that. Man, so like the reason I'm having a relaunch, so first off, I, I launched the brand last October, so it's not even been a year yet. Um, okay. I found myself doing a lot of like listening to other people and not really just focusing on my thoughts with the brand. So like, you know, I launched that with like three different things, five colors each on each item. So like that was just too much to like handle and you know, I would have a lot of stock and I wouldn't be able to fulfill orders and stuff like that. So like, I shut the business down or I laid low for about three months and started figuring out things and meeting up with different people in the Dallas area and everything to for, uh, to actually, like, get a better perspective of what I want to do. Mm. You know, so I finally figured it out. I was like, man, like, I'm going to go ahead and have a relaunch party, um, do it as a music showcase, and also in the midst of it, start, start like, my own festival called Sound Fusion. So the thing behind Sound Fusion is that... Um, Right. My goal, my goal ultimately, because if you see it, like in the little in the in the flyer stuff, you'll see a really small print. It'll say "Color, but entitled present Sound Fusion." You know, yeah. I wanted it to be in small print. Like I, 
I wanted it to be a small thing because I, I love being behind the scenes. Like, I don't like even being the face. But uh, it's something I want to start to try to give artists in the like artists in the area a platform to not only come out and perform, but also rock my merch. You know, so like I did a lookbook um, and also like video shoots with these artists. And some of them, some of them I posted, some of them I'm going to be posting within the next two, three days. So like with the videos, it's going to be really amazing. I'm explaining why. So I got all these multi-ethnicity groups um, from Hispanic to white to African-American to Latinos to just come out here and talk about what the brand means to them. You know, so it's like a two-part video. So like these these individuals and the curators, artists, and just you know, just just people talking about what this brand means to them, so that they can see like, yo, like this brand is for everybody. You know, like, I'm excited to drop that to possibly give people a better idea of what the brand is. You know, to have everyone feel like, yo, like this brand could possibly be for me. Like I could really love to walk through the brand maybe maybe not i don't know it's just it's something i'm testing out right now with the hopes that i can even go bigger next year for artists and curators and uh, of that nature in the area to give them a bigger platform for exposure and also expose myself within within them to grow the brand you know yeah yeah that sounds fucking badass like um i get excited especially when um other people are wanting to build a community, build culture, and like just build it up, and like you said, give them a platform to be heard. Is man, yeah, that's huge. Bro, like I got, I have, like I'm, I'm re- in my head right now. I'm already working on the next one. Do I know what it's gonna be? No, but I have a concept I want to run by you. I have talked some of the artists about it, you know. Yeah. So like the goal next time is to probably get like six to ten artists. And the goal within those artists is to try to transition their last minute, uh, last minute or two of their set going into the next artist's performance. So it's like, if we found an indie artist and we found somebody that's doing rap, how do you transition the last minute and a half of the indie, indie dude set into the rap set to where they can kind of collaborate and flow into the next song without having to have a DJ performance within that? within that and have a break if you get where I'm going with this, you know? 100%. So more so, like, give them, like, yo, like, not only are we, like, informing music, but we're having these two different genres of music collide and form something that's just, like, it's probably done before, but I'm trying, but I want it to be bigger than what it is, you know? Yeah. That's incredible. I hand that to you, man. I'm excited to see the the turnout, man. I'm, I'm stoked for you. Man, much appreciated. I'm, I'm trying to be patient myself with this, brother. <laughs> I feel you 100%. Um, I want to ask you a few questions just to kind of, um, as we're ending um, the podcast, um, just starting with sure, one, uh, what's some advice that you would give for um, someone that's wanting to um, start, you know, a brand or, you know, uh, a, a garment company or something, you know? Honestly, from from my, from what I've done being in the past year, that I would say like my biggest, you know, my biggest um, learning experience is that don't look at what what's what's working right now. You know, like really find a niche that you love, and just don't copy what's out there right now. You know, like there 
there's a thing right now that people love a certain style, go against the grain and do the complete opposite. Because you're going to find that small group of people that are going to love what you're doing, you know, and you're not following the hype as, as to what's trendy. You know, because when, when I wanted to do some stuff that was like trendy and everything like that, think about it. If I'm going to hop on a trend, how soon or how soon or, or, or fast or whatever is that trend going to die? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. with you forming your own brand, I feel like you should form your own identity as well. Yeah. Once you can do that, bro, like, you can literally take any area and every avenue with your fashion sense and, 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 and just shoot for the stars, man. You know, because it's all a trial and error process. For sure. You know, it's all a trial and error. There's never a straight line to success and finding what people are going to love. Yeah. You know, just just drop something I say link up with link up with just find a find a bunch of artists and curators and, and, and just people that you know love what you're doing and have, have be their friends you know give out merch at no cost don't expect anything in return you know reach out to people DM people constantly all over the United States and just say hey this is what I'm doing can I send you some free merch for picture for IG and stuff like that you know you'll get one in every 25 response but it's one more person that's wearing your brand out there you know yeah well said man well said alright so next question let's say a chain's made for you to wear and for me I think the word would be street wave on my necklace what's a word that would represent you hold on repeat that question man yeah, no, I got you. Let's say a chain's made for you, you know, to wear for like your, let's say for your relaunch, that's going to represent you in like oh. one word. You know, like those chains, like okay. mine would say like street wave across just because like okay, that's, that's okay. just me. What's, what's, uh, what's a word that would describe you on a chain? Man, equality, bro. Equality. I like that. Hell yeah. All right, man. Is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? Man, I definitely want to say check out check out the brand on Instagram. Um, Call it a title, of course. And the one thing I would I just want to say for whoever's listening right now is this: is that if you find anything within yourself that you're struggling with, I promise you, you're not alone. You know, because when it comes down to it, man, like. When it comes down to it, you have to find something that makes you happy. Not just for yourself right now, but for the future. Because when it comes down to it, if you if you if you constantly just struggle within one thing, you know, you're not gonna get far in life. You know, because I'm a regular person, I struggle and I have insecurities just like you. And I'm nobody special to the world. But find something that makes you happy. Find something that you love doing that could potentially give you an eye-opener into putting yourself out there into the world, honestly. Hell yeah. That's it, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I appreciate your time, for sure, bro. Hey, much appreciated for being on here season five, episode one, bro. Yeah, definitely. This is Nathan with Street Wave, and we out. Bro.